This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good morning everyone. We'll start off by connecting the Sefer of Bereshit with the Sefer of Shemot through the words of Rabbi David Abu Chatzera in the Reshavi Sefa where he connects the end of last week's parasha. What was, what was the last pasuk in last week's parasha? It's written that they, uh, they, they put, they put Yosef at Sadiq's, uh, body in an Aaron to go out be Mitzrayim. Vayamot Yosef ben Mea ve'eser shanim ve'achinotu oto vayasem ba'aron be Mitzrayim. And then we start ve'ele shemot b'nei Yisrael ha'bayim Mitzrayimah. What's the connection between the two? Says Rabbi David Abu Chatzera. The reason why Am Yisrael merited to go out of Mitzrayim was the same reason why Yosef HaTzadik was able to be buried in Anaron and come out of Mitzrayim, which was the Zechut of the Shmirat Haberit, was the holiness and the Kiddushah V'Tahara that Yosef HaTzadik kept because he didn't sin with Eshet Potiphar, and that's why he was called Yosef HaTzadik, because he's Midat HaYesod, which is what kept him from being able to eventually be carried out of Mitzrayim, going to Eretz Yisrael in the Aron. And that is the Shmirah of, 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 uh, of, Ya'ak, of, of Yosef HaTzadik. Like the Pasuk says, that, the, that, that since he was in Ervata Aret, since he was in the most promiscuous place in the world, it wasn't made for Yosef HaTzadik to stay there. He eventually was able to go out. B'schut Shmirat Abrit. And that's the Elishim. So if you want to know, Vayasim Ba'aron Mitzrayim, that eventually they're going to take him out and, and they're going to, they're going to bring him to Israel. That's going to be the same Zichut of the Elishimot B'nei Israel. Habayim Mitzrayim, that they're also going, B'nei Israel are going to be able to go out. They're going to, they're going to be going to Shmirat Abrit. And he explains it with all types of Gimatriot in Rishav Sefa. And uh, if if we had more time, I would get into all of those gimatriot. But what I do want to I want to mention one more dvar Torah from Rabbi Yaakov Abichsera, as well tell you a fascinating questions in regards to the vaccine. It's written in the pasuk the following: Per Shemot Perik Bet Pasuk Chav Gimel Vayahi Bayamim Arabim Ahem Vayamot Melech Mitzrayim Vayanchu Bnei Yisrael Min Ha'avoda. So it was in these many days that the king of Mitzrayim died and Bnei Israel sighed from the great work. And they cried. So why do you have so many repetitive languages? Asked Rabbi Yaakov Written in Bigde Aserad, Haggadah Shel Pesach. He doesn't write this in Pitoch Echudam. He writes this in Haggadah Shel Pesach. Why is it written? We should start preparing for Pesach already with these parashiot, right, Rabbi? I'm sure you have that in mind. Why is it? We don't know that it was after these many years. And why does it say it so many times? We sighed from the Avodah. Of course from the Avodah. From what else? We just said that. that they, that's another language of, of, of crying. And vataal shavatam ela Elohim in avoda, and there again you have their their uh, 
There's shav, Sha'ava, like Shavatanima Tatishma, it's a language of Tefillah. That's what delivered them. So you have Anacha Za'aka Sha'ava. And again, Mina Avoda. Why does it have to repeat it so many times? Says, sh- sh- says Rabbi Yaakov Abbechsera the following. Such an important lesson for all of us. We have to pray in our days while we are living on this earth that we spend our days productively. That we don't spend our days with the insurance companies, with the crazy mortgage brokers that drive us crazy. And that we just go around and around for no reasons. We have to pray that Hashem gives us the time that we're able to properly serve Hashem minha avoda with this service of Hashem. And that's what happened when Bnei Israel they were working from the morning, from the time that the rooster crowed till the sunset. All they were dealing with was building bricks, and not only bricks. Paro wanted to destroy them morally, so he made them do work that didn't last. He made them he made them do work that wasn't for them. And they saw that whatever they were doing, they didn't see any fruits of their labor. A person, he's, he's uh, let's give an example. He sets fire alarms all over. Random example. But what does that mean, Zev? A person sets fire alarms all over? He's helping people, he's saving lives. Somebody told me that a week before they had a fire in their house, they decided to switch to fire alarms, and that's what saved them Friday night. So a person who helps other people, a person who, who thinks I'm doing chesed with these people, a person who does his job, he, he, he counsels people, whatever he does, he, he's, he, he knows he's doing something productive. And here they are, they're doing nothing. Not only that, they could be sitting and doing avodat Hashem like they knew that avotenu akidushim were doing. And instead, what are they doing? Nothing. That killed them. And that, that means, says Rabbi Yaakov, they were many days, even though it wasn't yet so many days. But it was many days because it was days of just wasting and wasting and wasting. And the king of Egypt died. So here already, they sighed minha avoda. What does that mean? From Havodat Hashem, they, they sighed because... They were ready to work. That's not what bothered them, but they'd want to work for Hashem. So that's Vayanchu B'nei Yisrael Then, Vayizaku B'nei Yisrael. What does that mean? They, they cried out. On the Tzarat Shibud that they were actually, that Paro was, was being shochet tinukot. He was, he was uh, slaughtering little babies for their blood. And although that's why they were crying because of Zaka, that's not what Hashem listened to. Hashem listened to what, what, what broke the barriers of tefillah was that their shava came out, that, that sigh that they were, that they had to be oved to paro, and they weren't able to be oved to akadosh baruchu. So that's what happened. So it says Rabbi Yaakov, vayanchu b'nei Yisraelina avodai was that b'nei Yisrael sighed. Why? Because, 
because they uh, because of the avodat Hashem they weren't able to do vizaku because of they saw what Paro was doing but that wasn't the all the thing that broke the barrier was what that broke the barrier was the avodah v'taal shavatam elayeloim which is even a higher level mina avodah that they had to work for Paro not only they couldn't serve Hashem they had to work for Paro and waste their time and not to be able to do something productive they're able to go to Hashem that's how Biakov explains the pasuk. I was thinking of something that has to do with the vaccine. I'll tell you a question, and I saw this. I saw somebody bring this question a while ago. This is the following. Adam, you're listening. What happens when a person is uh, in, works in a hospital, and he is charged with the mission of vaccinating the hospital? We're talking about a thousand patients. He only gets 500 vaccines, and that's it. That's the vaccines that come. So this person has to make a choice. There's people, elderly people over here, that there's uh, the pandemic raging and very probable that they're going to die if they don't have the vaccine in close enough time. I'm not saying that that's the situation that has to happen, but I'm presenting a scenario. Let us say that that is the scenario. And they have those vaccines... And they only have 500 vaccines. Are they able to give those vaccines to whoever they choose or they can't choose? Well, from the parasha, we have very, very difficult questions of Pikuach Nefesh. When the B'nai Yisrael the, the, and the daughters of Yisrael gave birth to a baby boy, they had to hand them over to Paro. Now, if they didn't hand them over to Paro, they would get killed. Are they allowed to hand them over? Of course not. There's halachais of for three things. You're not allowed to uh, violate the Torah, even if it's uh, even bimakom pikuach nefesh. And one of them is murdering. So if one is handing over the child to the mitzrim, that they're going to shech the, the 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 child, they're not allowed. If the mitzri comes and takes the child away, then you didn't you you, you you couldn't do anything about it. God forbid. And these were very difficult questions that came in the time of the Holocaust. One of the rabbis that wrote. Teshuvot uh, about this. It's called Shiloh Teshuvot Ma'amakim from Rabbi Ephraim Oshri. He wrote very, very difficult questions in this regard of Pikuach Nefesh that people asked him while he was in the Kovna Ghetto. This is another question. It was the I think it was Kovna. Uh, this is this is the um, th- these are the questions that a person has to deal with. So you would think that over here by the vaccine, a person also is not able to choose who gets it and who doesn't. So I saw someone. Talmud Chacham bring a proof from Parashat Miketz. What happened in Parashat Miketz? Yosef accused the brothers of being spies and he says, one of you guys is going to stay with me. Now, for all they know, he was going to keep one of them and kill him. So the brothers started speaking among themselves. This is be- that, that, they, that, they were, uh, that they were realizing it was because they tricked their brother Yosef. They're getting retribution for this. They're speaking among themselves, and Yosef realizes what they're doing. Says the Rahayim Makadosh, Yosef realized that they didn't want to give one of their brothers over, because the halacha is written in Yoredei Asiman Kufnun Zayin that if there is a group of people that somebody says, "Give me one person," if not, I'm going to kill all of you. You're not allowed to give one person over. That's Pikuach Nefesh. That's Pikuach Nefesh. You're not allowed to choose which one goes. Therefore, Yosef at Sadiq understood that they didn't want to give any one of the brothers because they weren't allowed to. And he understood the pain that they were going through. So says the Rahayim HaKadosh, what did Yosef HaTzadik do? 
he put all of them in captivity. And when he put all of them in captivity, then what he did effectively was he said that you are all under my jurisdiction. And then he released nine, he released nine of them. He released, uh, he, he released them uh, one by one and he kept Shimon. But what did he do over here, Yosef HaTzadik? He understood that halakhically they weren't able to give one person over. So, but releasing, you're allowed to release. Over here too, by the vaccine, what you're doing is basically, you are saving. You are not going actively and giving one person over limita. You are saving these and not saving the others. So you're doing an action of saving. You're not doing an action of, God forbid, the opposite. So that's, a, that's an important tidbit over here. That over here a person is dealing with atzalat nefashot. Who goes first, who goes second? Very difficult question. And that is something that is beyond our scope. But definitely regarding uh, that, that you are not giving to some people. So maybe you shouldn't do anything at all. Because it's like uh, that you are giving somebody over to uh, a very pikuach uh, nefesh situation. That's not the case over here. Because you are dealing with healing people. Not with giving someone over the mitah. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.